Did you know the clitoris is the only organ in the human body designed purely for pleasure? It's a woman's most sensitive erogenous zone and has literally no other function other than as a source of sexual pleasure. Interestingly, the clitoris can be found in a few other female animals but often has other uses including urinating, mating and in some instances as a birth canal. Knowledge of the clitoris has been somewhat limited over the years possibly because of cultural perceptions of the organ together with heteronormative ignorances but thankfully we are now in a space where information around the magnificence of this organ is available to all. So over the next 20 minutes or so I am going to attempt to give you a good overview of the clitoris. Guys and ladies alike get your notebooks out we are going in. Please note my language can get a bit colourful at times so listener discretion is necessary. an area I will never tire of talking about because of several reasons really, mainly because it's arguably the most exciting organ in the human body, the female human body to be precise. It is there purely for pleasure, nothing else, just pleasure. God knew exactly what he was doing when he gave women the clitoris. Men, you're definitely dipped out. I mean it's one small, well, small stroke, large, forever giving way of compensating women for having to deal with periods, childbirth and the never-ending infatuation with their breasts and arse. But I digress. The clitoris, affectionately known as the clit, should be a module all by itself on any sex education programme. There's a lot about a clit that is misunderstood or simply ignored. Can I talk about some of those? First off, I think it's important to talk about the organ as a whole before we talk about the pleasure it can give. From since, like, forever, it was thought the clit was simply this pea-sized part of a woman's vagina. For starters, the vagina... Okay, you know what? Let me just clarify the whole vagina thing. The vagina is not the whole downstairs part of a woman. Everything down there on a woman is called a vulva. Vulva is the all-encompassing term for a woman's genitalia and that includes the labia majora which are the outer lip and the labia minora which are the inner lips, the clit, the clitoral hood and of course the vagina. The vagina is a thing in itself. The vagina is the tube that connects the vulva to the cervix. So you know the bit where babies come out of, where menstrual blood flows through and of course the part where the penis goes into if you're having penis in vagina sex. The vagina is an amazing piece of kit in its own right, I will say that. And it's an area that I will definitely visit but today it's all about the clit. I just wanted to unblur some of those lines around the vagina and sort of the whole vagina vulva thing because I think we do kind of just say vagina as a kind of throwaway description of what is essentially the vulva. So okay where were we? The clit. It's been in the dark literally, for a long time. It's well worth understanding, especially if you own one or if you're someone that likes to pleasure women. I mean, heck, it's just worth knowing, like, anyways. It's just like anatomy, the human body. So it's definitely information worth having in the vocabulary. I mean, heck, you might appear on the chase one day and there might be a question about the clit for crying out loud. Who knows? So the glans clitoris, or the part of the clit that we're all kind of familiar with, that's the bit that sits inside the lips, underneath what is known as the clitoral hood, which is the kind of flap of skin that sits above your labia. That is basically the clitoral hood. To be a bit more precise, the clitoral hood basically sits at the top of your slit. So if you 
imagine the way your vulva is designed, you've got like what is essentially a slit right at the very top going towards your belly button, not your belly button, but going toward the belly button as opposed to going towards your anus. That's the clitoral hood. Why is there a clitoral hood? What does it actually do? Does it even do anything? Is it there for like just decoration? These are some of the questions that you might be thinking. The clitoral hood is a bit like a man's foreskin. So for uncircumcised guys, there's that extra bit of skin over the head of the penis. Most men are born with it. And obviously if you opt to have circumcision, that's what's removed. So the clitoral hood is, is a bit like that. It's designed to protect the glans clitoris and all its thousands of nerve endings, like 8,000 nerve endings to be precise. That's something worth protecting. It prevents excessive friction and stimulation. I kind of want to say it's like a mouth guard that boxers use, you know, but kind of not. But do you know what I mean? Like boxers have these mouth guards to protect their teeth and gums, obviously. So when they get punched in their face, their mouth is protected. The clitoral hood, I mean, it's a really crap analogy, but it's it's an analogy all the same. The clitoral hood pretty much does that, but for the glands clitoris. It's protecting the goodness. The clit is like an iceberg. You only ever see the tip, but there's a whole lot of everything popping off underneath the surface. Let me tell you, like an extra three quarters is hidden inside the body. The inside part, the bit that you don't see, it sort of looks a bit like a, I want to describe, I'm trying to describe, it's like a spongy thing that's split into two sort of leg bits at each side. So it kind of splits. The bit you see in the vulva sort of sits at the top of the spongy bit. So if you can imagine clit and then these sort of leggy things like, it's probably really a really horrible way of describing it, like legs. You know what? I'm going to add a link to a picture of the clitoris in all its glory so you can see what I mean. So the link will be in the description box. The clitoris is amazing. It's magic. Like, literally magic. And when it comes to pleasure and satisfaction, that magic takes on an extra dimension. Let's put it this way. The word clitoris is the Greek word for key. So if you understand that, I probably don't need to say any more, but I'm going to anyway. As I said before, the clitoris is the only organ designed for pleasure. And when the clitoris is aroused, imagine, it can practically double in size. So guys, again, this is not a dig at you, but obviously when your penis is aroused, you know, you get some extra inches. Our shit doubles, okay? As mentioned before as well, the clit has approximately 8,000 nerve endings, which again, no shade, but that's twice the amount of nerve endings that the end of a penis has. Worth mentioning, the vaginal tunnel itself doesn't have much sensation. I mean, yeah, you can get friction and stuff going on. Probably better to say it doesn't have as much sensation as the clit, not by any stretch of the imagination. That's why it makes perfect sense for me to say the clit is queen, because that's like the pleasure center, the hub, that's like the epicenter of pleasure for a woman, mostly, because obviously there's always an exception to the rule, but generally, if you're hitting the clit right, <clears throat> Oh, here's another interesting fact for you. The clit never stops growing. Imagine, it's a bit like your nose, because if you didn't know, your nose actually continues to grow all your life. That is mad. So if you think you've got a big nose, yeah, and you're like 20, you might want to check back when you're 40 and see exactly what a big nose, I'm only joking, nah, I don't think it grows to that extent, but your nose does grow all your life, and so does your clit. Another amazing thing about that, though, is it never ages. So your clit will grow, but it doesn't age. It's not like, you know, your face, where over the years you might gain a ring or two or the, the elasticity in your skin loosened or you lack collagen or whatever it is that won't happen to your clit it will just continue to grow ageless when I say the epicenter it's like a timeless epicenter there's like no difference between someone's clitoris when they're I don't know age 20 versus when they're 80 but back to the pleasure part a massive 50 to 75 percent of women who climax need to have their clitoris stimulated in order to do so like most women are and you've probably heard this as well is something that that's quite often discussed. I think a lot more people are turned
turned on, excuse pun, to this fact that most women are actually unable to orgasm just through penetration alone. They need that clitoral stimulation. So again, this is exactly why understanding the importance of the clit is so necessary if you are trying to pleasure a woman. And, and let me just say, it's really not about just rubbing the exposed part, like rubbing it to within an inch of its life. Like guys, I feel like I'm talking to you because if you're a woman and you're with other women, you'd probably have a better understanding of what you shouldn't do to the clit. But guys, because you don't have a clit, I guess it's the same with the penis. Like a woman can't relate to what happens to the penis, we can only imagine. But another guy would be able to relate. You know what I'm saying? So guys, again, I'm not trying to dig at you. <laughs> at this point, guys are probably like, how many times is this bitch gonna dig? I'm not digging, I'm just educating. <laughs> I'm just educating you. No, I'm just letting you know. But seriously, guys, don't just do the rubbing thing. You're not cleaning windows. You're not trying to erase pencil off a of paper or anything mad like that or remove a smudge off your face. Yeah, right, a little bit of rubbing might work of an occasion, but so does stroking and sort of light touches and a little bit of pressure variation. I think the key is variation, but just, I guess, bear in mind what's happening with the woman you're with because every woman is designed differently. All right, well, I suppose the design is similar, but in terms of the pleasure map, what gets her going and how she likes it is going to be somewhat different. So it's just about making sure whatever you're doing is comfortable for her for a start. Like, listen to her. Put yourself in her position. Like, if someone's jerking you off like a maniac and manhandles your meat and balls, it's not pleasant. And you would let them know, ow, that actually hurts. A lot of women, sadly, do not say anything. I think sex education needs to, not necessarily, well, yeah, sex education, but women need to feel more empowered in sexual situations. But that's another episode. A lot of women do kind of keep quiet and they'll just take whatever it is you're doing because of this whole idea that the man should know what. And, you know, it's all presumption and it's rubbish, really, because no one's going to know unless they're told. So this is why communication is so key in sex, in life, but in sex, if you want to get the pleasure right and if you want to do a good job, which let's be real, like sex should be pleasurable for both people or whoever's involved, not just one-sided. So yeah, communication is key. Listen to her and ask her, babes, do you like that? You know, is that obviously not like that, but just check in with her. There are always clues and cues during sex, always. Learn how to tune into them and don't ignore them. Okay, where were we? A woman that experiences a clitoral orgasm can be treated, yeah, treated, I said treated because that shit good to anything between three and 16 contractions that usually last anywhere between 10 and 30 seconds during that particular orgasm. Now, if you take into consideration, many women can actually have multiple orgasms, which can also include pelvic contractions. That takes things to a completely new plane altogether. It is wild. Obviously, there has been some comparisons between the male and female orgasm, and most sex educators have arrived at the conclusion that even the most average clitoral orgasm lasts longer than even the best ever, most fantastical male orgasm ever. So sorry guys, it is what it is. We got that shit on smash, provided it's acknowledged and understood. An ongoing interesting area of discussion is this idea that the G-spot and penetrative orgasms are both clitoral. In fact, it could be argued that most orgasms experienced are related to the clitoris. And personally, I, I think I subscribe to this idea because because it makes sense in my head. Once you understand what the clitoris looks like and how it's positioned in the body, and then you think about what happens during penetrative sex, it makes sense to me that any orgasm that's happening in the kind of cervical, pelvic kind of that area, the vulva, stroke, midriff, you know, that whole area of a woman's body is linked to the clitoris because you can stimulate internal parts of the clitoris. So if, say, for example, he's going in from the back, and a woman has an orgasm 
orgasm through penetration from the back, the reality is he's actually stimulating the clit from the back, from a different kind of angle. So when she's feeling whatever she's feeling and it's, you know, that classic case of, yeah, babes, stay there. That's why her clitoris is being stimulated, but just from a different angle. So if we go back to the whole idea of the G-spot, maybe the G-spot is just an area of the clitoris that is hit from a certain angle that gives an amazing orgasm. I can work with that argument, definitely. What do you think? This concept that the clit is indeed queen when it comes to women and their orgasms has been kind of disregarded because of historical heteronormative studies, which kind of imply that in order for a woman to be stimulated and ultimately satisfied, a penis is necessary for orgasm, which is absolute bullshit. We know that's very, very wrong. We know it's nonsense. We know, yeah, we just know it's cack. But historically, that's kind of what the implication has been, which is mm, a good justification why the clitoris has never really been or was never up until recently been looked at as anything of importance. It does go some way to justify why it's difficult for some people to grasp this concept of clit stimulation being like the main bringer of orgasm for women. It makes sense to me. Imagine it was only in 2009 that a small team of French researchers carried out the first sonographic mapping of an erect clitoris. Remember I said that when a clitoris is aroused it can double in size. That's essentially when it's erect. So these researchers carried out the first sonographic mapping of an erect clitoris. Even though they had the technology to do so many years ago it was only in 2009 that's like 11 stroke 12 years ago right up until this point nothing like ladies were just sitting there with all of this and nothing right you had the technology but you didn't use it you didn't want to empower women you didn't want them to know the power that they harness between their thighs. Well, you know what? Here we are today and we know exactly Wagwan. Okay, come. I'm definitely pleased we as a society are slowly removing our bullshit covered spectacles and we're seeing the amazingness of the clitoris for what it is. I love that fact. Speaking of facts, another fun fact for you. Did you know that as babies, all of us had the exact same genital tissue when we were conceived? So it's only about 12 weeks when a baby's genitalia starts to sort of form and differentiate between whether it's going to be a labia for a baby girl or a penis for a baby boy. So initially, we're all basically the same. That's why actually, if you are pregnant or you have a partner that's pregnant or a friend that's pregnant or whatever, you will know that here in the UK, you generally get the scan that will tell you what sex you're baby is at about 20 weeks because by then the genitals would have formed. Prior to that, well, before 12 weeks at least, you just wouldn't be able to tell or they wouldn't be able to figure it out on the scan. The clitoris and the penis are actually made up of the same materials but just assembled in a different way. As I said before, the clitoris has a clitoral hood, which is like a foreskin and it has erectile tissue and a very small shaft. All the parts of a penis, just like a mini version. Imagine, like a clitoris is like a mini willy. <laughs> Mind blowing, isn't it? A mini willy that's got twice the amount of nerve endings and does twice the amount of pleasure giving guys and you thought you had it all you thought you had it all for a minute so yeah we kind of all start the same but women go on to develop something that's well just for pleasure whilst men they grow something pretty amazing too i ain't gonna lie but it's multifunctional like you piss through it you make babies through it and you fuck with it because we are talking about the clit and its fabulousness i think it's only right i give you some pointers on how to please yourself via your clit hello self-love is where it's at and it's something that i definitely advocate for to be honest there is no reason why you shouldn't and every reason why you should indulge in a bit of self-care from time to time that's my thing i think everybody man or woman should show themselves some love every now and again ladies you may enjoy using like your fingers or your hands genuinely but if it's a little extra something that you might fancy 
Doxy, then why don't you try out the Doxy massager? I mean, I just love the name Doxy. You hear Doxy and you're like, that's gotta be good. That's gotta be good. Now a wand massager can plug into the wall. Some of them are battery operated, but it's like a wand. Imagine literally a wand and the end bit is like usually circular and that's where all the vibrations and all everything happens. So the controls are usually on the, the shaft bit and the bit that you apply to yourself would be at the end of this wand. So yeah, the Doxy massager, it's the world's most powerful massager and it's 100% body safe and it's made here in the UK, Cornwall to be precise and it will make your clit sing. Like sing! We're talking Mariah Carey vocals. Mariah Carey meets Whitney Houston on a damn good day. That's what we're talking about. That's what the Doxy Massager will do to your clit. There are a few different models to choose from. If you're looking for something for Christmas and your boy or your friend or whoever has asked you, what do you want? And you're like, oh, you know what? I don't know. I'm someone, I've got everything. I just, I just don't. The Doxy Massager. Put that on your Christmas list. You know what? You will have a Christmas to remember. It's like no one will see you Christmas day. You'll be like, hold on, I'm just gonna nip upstairs and quickly pop to the loo. These times you're going to try out your doxy. Hours later, they will be sending a search party for you. Like, where the hell is she? She went upstairs an hour ago. What's going on? Is she all right? And she claps. You're up there with the doxy fucking going crazy. <laughs> Mark my word. So yeah, there's a few different models to choose from. So you can either hunt for them on the socials, doxy massager, and we're spelling doxy, D-O-X-Y, massager. Or you can connect directly via the link in the description description box. I've included it there. Check them out on the socials anyway. I also mentioned in a previous episode another amazing toy, the Ruby Glow Ride On Vibe. That toy is actually a vibe. Like literally it's a vibe, but it's a vibe. Do you know what I mean? That absolutely still stands. And another recommendation, the Satisfier. Now I know most of you have heard of the Satisfier. It's not called the Satisfier for fun. Well, well it is for fun, but you know, it's not just called that because it's a cute name. It's because it will satisfy the hell out of you. Straight up. That's just three amazing toys. The Doxy Massager, the Ruby Glow, and the Satisfier. Obviously, there are plenty of toys to choose from. And actually, if you want to browse an amazing range of toys and other bits and pieces, then why not visit one of my favourite stores? Personally, I would recommend Shush Women's Store. They're based in London. The ladies are great. They are knowledgeable. And they're just lush, honestly. You can ask them anything. They've got answers. They've got solutions. They've got toys. They've got lotions and potions. But anything you want. If you want to come 20 times, believe me, they will give you a toy that will make you come 20 times. And the lube to go with it. So hit up Shush Women's Store. Also, another one I would recommend is Lust. It's an erotic accessory and funky homeware store based in Brighton. You can also buy the Satisfier at Lust as well, just by the way. So there's a reason to check it out. Both stores are online, so get shopping. And you know what? Let them know I sent you. Links to both stores are also in the description box as well. Everything's in the description box. Get clicking. Final thought before I wrap this up. Every clip is unique. That's the beauty of our bodies. Like no one body is the same and no one body is the correct body. Like there are no correct bodies. You cannot look at a body and say that's the correct one. Just like individual bodies, the clitoris can come in all different shapes and colours, range from pale pink all the way through to black. The range is vast. So when you look at yours, which I'm a firm believer of being familiar with your body, you need to know what you look like downstairs for a few reasons. One, because, well, it's yours, so why not skin out and have a butcher's? And secondly, for any changes, right? We have to be aware of our bodies and we have to be aware of when things change. But if we don't know what it looks like, then how could we know? So if you haven't already done so, when you finish listening, ladies, get yourself in front of your mirror. Well, first back off your trousers, lift up your skirt, pull off your pants, whatever it is, get in front of a mirror and skin out and have a good look. 
Like seriously, I'm not joking. Have a good look. Like have a little feel and have a little look. Don't feel anyway because I'm sure most of you, oh my God, I couldn't do that. What am I doing? Look at up. Society has conditioned you to think you shouldn't look at your bits. It's your fanny, right? It's your minge. It's your pum pum. It's your vag. You can do what you like with it as long as it's legal. Looking at it is a minor. Get in front of that mirror and get your legs open and have a good old look. Afterwards, you'll be laughing to yourself like, fucking hell, I didn't know I looked like that. It's worth it. Well, I reckon that's enough clip talk for today. <laughs> what do you reckon? If this is your first time listening to this podcast, please do check out my previous episodes. You might enjoy them. Also, please feel free to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Finally up and running. Booyow! That was too much. I'm a little bit embarrassed about that outburst, but you know what? We move. So yeah, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Acast so you don't miss an episode. Until next week, beautiful people. Peace. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Hit The Clock. I am Cheryl and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Cheryl's World, which is S-H-E-R-R-Y-L-S World. I would love to know how you felt about this episode. Please hit me up via the socials or tweet me using the hashtag HTCpod. That's H for hotel, T for Tommy, C for Charlie, P for Papa, O for Oscar and D for Delta. Also, if you just want to say hi, that's cool too.